and welcome back to the Biblical Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Kat. And I'm Whitley. And we're at a coffee shop. Yes. I have never recorded (laughs) at a coffee shop before. No, we are out of the studio and in the field today. (laughs) Well, I mean, really, it's the first time since COVID. Yeah. That we've been out. Yes. (laughs) That's for sure. So, but I am out and I am ready to have my first adult conversation of the day. (laughs) So we have someone very special here with us. I am so honored to have her here on the show with us. So I would like you guys to meet Faith Moore. Hey, everybody. So Faith, <laughs> we tell us just a little bit about yourself. Yeah, of course. So my name is Faith, <laughs> obviously, like she just said. <laughs> uh, I'm 24 years old, and I actually travel full-time with my family in singing ministry. That's what I do full-time. Um, but back in high school, my senior year of high school, I started a girls ministry called True Purpose Girls. And um, I love doing that. We have an annual conference every year. And then we do like social media, Facebook, Instagram, just inspirational things there. But mostly I'm a Christian. I'm a child of God. Um, saved at a very young age, at eight years old, a pastor's daughter. Um, but I remember that feeling of, you know, knowing that something was missing inside and um, making that commitment to Christ. So first and foremost, I'm a Christian and I love the Lord. I love hearing how people came to the faith because that to me is like the moment where everything changes. Oh yeah. That person, for you know, sure. whether you're very young mm-hmm. or, you know, like you don't get saved till much later in life, right. you know, it's just, I find it very encouraging. Yeah. Because- and I always thought, you know, cause I love hearing testimonies, like you said, and um, I love hearing these like, truly life changed testimonies of like total 180s and stuff. And, and I always kind of felt inferior with my testimony because I don't have any like traumatic thing that I fell into, you know, because I was saved as a child, but just as important, I believe as, as a child, God saved me from a lot of heartache, you know, a lot of things. And in that, if there's any listeners that have a testimony like mine, you know, you have just as much of an awesome testimony as anybody else. Well, and I think that that's a really important point. Like, you don't have to have this dramatic, life-changing testimony mm-hmm. to know that you're a believer. Like, yeah. you know it, that's between you and God, and I think yeah. that that's amazing. That's a really good point that you brought up. I love it. I'm, like, the same way I grew up in church. Like, I don't really remember a time where, like, I didn't believe. hmm Yeah. Yeah, I think, I okay, I gotta be honest. I think I was the opposite. I think... I was later in life, but I'm honored to have you on the show with us, and we're going to be talking about some team issues, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes. You run True Purpose Girls, which is a ministry that focuses on young women, preteen, teenage girls. Can you tell us about, you know, the day you realized, like, hey, I want to start this ministry? Yeah. Well, first of all, you know, as a teen girl, <laughs> there's a lot of stresses that come along with that. And just my own personal struggles, even as a girl that had a, that still has a great family, you know, a great foundation, solid friendships, teen life was like hard. And I would not go back to that for anything. (laughs) I'm 24 and I'm like, still to this day, when I go back to the high school, I'm like, I just get like bad vibes as soon as I walk in. But I remember going to a women's conference with my mom and I had been to several like women's conferences for older women, but I'd never been to anything for younger girls, like teen girls. And I just felt like there was a need that needed to be filled. 
Um, but I remember going to this conference and they were singing worship songs and stuff. My mom looked at me actually and said, you know, you should start something like this. You need to do something because something needs to be done for your age. And that's kind of the genesis of how all of this got started um, was just a desire in my heart, not only for me personally to grow spiritually, but to be able to inspire other girls. Thankfully, I use all my friends in the conferences. Like I have awesome friends that are super talented and God just placed people in my life to really be able to see this come to pass. So that's how it all got started. That's exciting. And I actually saw your conference on Facebook. Like, wow, this is amazing. Because when you look at Barna studies, the thing that they are realizing is that millennials and Gen Z people, both men and women, are very open to talking about faith. Mm -hmm. There aren't a whole lot of Christians in these age categories, but they are definitely open to talking about things. Yeah, Mm -hmm. right. And so I think what you do is absolutely important. Thank you. And something that I've discussed with my friends, too, is I travel to churches um, all the time. That's my life. That's what I do. But it really bothers me because a lot of these places we go to, there are no young people. And it's, you know, it's really disturbing. But I've prayed and I've talked to some of my friends that are around our same age. And we've discussed, you know, how do we influence younger people to know that this is the real stuff? You know, that the Bible just isn't a storybook, you know, that Christianity isn't just a good thing. But it's like the way, the truth, the life, you know, to follow Jesus. And so that's kind of something that we want to do at True Purpose is to create authentic moments for these girls. And I think you guys are really filling that void because teens want to know more, you know, they Mm -hmm. want to dig deep. They want those hard truths of the Bible. Yeah. They're very curious. And something that I think teenagers don't like is just very surface cliche things. A lot of times that you'll see in church. And I think a lot of times Christians are afraid to talk about tough issues because we don't always know what to say. I mean, yeah. adults yeah. don't always know what to talk, you know, <laughs> how to approach situations that are very relevant to our teens, you know, and they're going through some hard stuff, some very serious stuff. So just to have like mentors and to have Christians that actually have biblical knowledge about certain issues and topics is very helpful for teens. And so I encourage any listeners that are adults, if you're doing teen Bible studies or anything like that, dig deep. Don't just be cliche. Don't just be surface, but your teenagers want you know, truth. And, and we have that through Christ. Absolutely. And speaking of issues, you know, what are some of the biggest issues you think that face young Christian women today? Well, number one is like insecurity, you know, and I think it's so crazy, but no matter what age a woman, cause I've spoken to older women too, at women's conferences, women of all ages deal with insecurity, which blows my mind, but it's just a, a hot issue, self-doubt. And one thing that comes up a lot is the feeling of never being good enough. Like maybe you're too forward, not forward enough, too shy, not shy enough, you know, but there's this feeling of never being good enough. That's something. And then there's a new thing that author Dana Gresh, she's also a motivational speaker for young women, talks about, and that's FOMO. And I've brought this up in in my conferences before, and it kind of all came out. Remember that Momo thing on YouTube, the weird thing? And I was like, it's not Momo, it's FOMO, people. But it's the fear of missing out. And social media, you know, I went to a, what was it? It was a middle school, and I spoke to their Bible club. The minute when everything closed, 
what did everyone do? They got out their cell phones, immediately got on their phones. Like there was no interaction with each other. It was on their phones. And so what girls love to do is take pictures, of course, of what you're doing, where you're at. Well, when I see a picture of Kat and Whitley together, I think I'm missing out. So, you know, a lot of girls have the fear of missing out right now. And because they think they're missing out, then they feel like they're not good enough. Or, you know, if they don't have great friends and it just creates a lot of insecurity, a lot of jealousy. So that's a hot topic <laughs> right now for a young girl. It's a big thing that they're dealing with. Well, I, I gotta be honest, I've never even heard about that. So like, that's like super eye-opening. Yeah. Yeah. It, it makes so much sense. Right. Well, <laughs> so I mean, at sense. any age, we want friends. You know, yeah. friendship is such an, a vital part of growing up. Um, but now, you know, you don't just hear about it through the grapevine that your friends had to sleep over. You see it all over social media. Wonder, well, why wasn't I invited? You know, what are the things? What's wrong with me? Oh, totally. Totally. And that's really a big thing that Satan is using right now through social media to attack the minds of our young girls. I talk a lot at the girls conferences and different through different avenues about the battle of our minds. You know, how Satan creeps in and just plants little seeds of doubt. But we can't allow those to dwell in our hearts and grow because that's when issues start. We have to stop them when we see them coming, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Those those are all really big issues and mm -hmm. and social media is such a big part of all of our lives. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I know I, with running simply devoted, like I spend a lot of time, probably too much time mm -hmm. on social media. Same. Yeah. yeah. Same. I feel like social media really is like the downfall of society. Yeah. Honestly. And I mean, a lot of people would say, we'll just get rid of it, but you can't. <laughs> I mean, it's going to stick around and it's here for the long haul. So it, I think it's just implementing things into our lives. Too much of something can be bad. And so I think that's one thing as a teenager, my mom always had us put our cell phones in the kitchen at night and like things like that help. Satan, stay back, you know, and there's temptations that can rise up. Um, just being smart about using what we have. Absolutely. And so how can we as like fellow Christian sisters, you know, support each other in these battles and these struggles? Yeah. Well, I'm wearing my Be Kind sweatshirt. <laughs> and if I, thank you, we actually did a campaign called Kind is Cool. So we might be doing something I don't know. Keep up with our Facebook, our social media. But be nice. Like, girls are so catty and just mean. <laughs> yes. And sometimes y'all just get in these attitudes, and it's just <laughs> not nice, you know? So I just think be nice to each other. And, you know, deep down, if you say something that's kind of, mm, maybe I shouldn't have said that, check your heart. And if it was rude, apologize, you know, because an apology can go a long way. Being kind, being the hands and feet of Jesus, affirming each other, you know, however you can. And I personally prefer cards. Like, I love handwritten letters, handwritten cards. And so don't be afraid to ask someone for their address and send them something in the mail. Affirming one another, lifting each other. And I think reminding our friends, it's so easy to think that our value and our worth comes in how we look. And in our successes, if they're athletic, I was not athletic, y'all. <laughs> not athletic at all. And so because I sang on the weekends, I couldn't go to any football games. 
and I was not athletic, so I was always like three weeks behind on all the gossip. I was like, they're dating, and they'd be like, yeah, they've been dating for like four weeks now. I was so behind. But I don't know, you know, just being kind and affirming each other in Christ. Well, even to continue that is like Christian women, like don't just stop when you get out of high school, like keep doing that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because yes. like you said, women of all ages will struggle with insecurity yeah. and self-worth. And Whitley and I are actually getting ready to tackle a topic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on Christian beauty and sexuality mm-hmm. and comparing the two. I mean, there's, we have both, but <laughs> we have to correctly define both of yes. terms. Yeah, that's good. An interesting topic. So, oh, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm like, it'll be good. <laughs> so you had said, like, remind um, each other where your worth is from. Mm-hmm. So that kind of goes into, like, the next question. Is there any, like, particular biblical passage or anything in the Bible that you, like, go to to help do this? Yeah, so our the name of our um, ministry is True Purpose mm-hmm. Girls. And one of the scriptures that... I normally always bring out is in Colossians chapter one, verse 16. And the Bible tells us there that all things were created by God and for God. And I think just reminding girls of their purpose is really helpful. It's helped me a lot because there's things that I don't like about myself, you know, but a lot of, yes, we all have those things, but God reminds me that I was made the way I am, how I am for a reason and for a purpose. It's hard for me to be transparent, because I'm a people pleaser for one, and I don't like people to see my ugly, is what I say all the time, which I'm always on stage singing. You know, I've been a preacher's kid, and so I've always kind of had this, I'm good at the facade, like I'm good at the fake. Um, But I realized when I break down that wall, break down that barrier, and be transparent and share girls, like share with girls my struggles, that's when God really can actually help somebody. And so we all have those quirks and things that we don't like, but being transparent and open about those, you know, and watching God use that for his glory, I think is awesome because that's, that's our purpose. We were created to bring God glory. We were created to worship him with our life. So when we do that, that really is what fills that void. Absolutely. And I think that that is an amazing, amazing verse. Adult women, I'm like 24. (laughs) I graduated, have a kid, I'm a foster mom. Like there's still those moments where it's like, struggle with mm-hmm. these things and yeah well I just did first. last night <laughs> I'll be honest because I got on Facebook you know and you start looking at someone's social media page and you yeah. start scrolling and then you just get lost because you just keep on scrolling it's and addictive. yes <laughs> it is very addictive and then what do I do I compare myself to her my successes my looks like everything to this other girl and I start feeling like I'm not good enough and I've quoted it on social media but comparison is the thief of joy like it's just a joy sucker and so I know what that does to my head as soon as I would get on this page but I still fell into the temptation and did that and a lot of times we say treat yourself you know buy yourself some Starbucks get yourself a mani-pedi but spiritually treat yourself guard your heart make sure that you are not letting yourself do things that you know are going to feed into those insecurities. And if social media is the thing for you, like set some, set a timer on your phone and be like, all right, at this time I'm getting off of social media. Like I just can't do this, but treat yourself. Yeah. You got to set those boundaries. Yes, yes, for sure. 
and really you're just protecting your mental health, your spiritual health, and mm-hmm. it's absolutely okay to put yourself first in those moments mm-hmm. if yeah. it's best for you. And then I don't know why I just thought of this. You were talking about setting a timer to be like, if I get off social media. Like, I know if I'm, like, trying to do, like, a Bible study and I'm just using my phone as the Bible instead of actually, like, looking, like, I'll get a notification and be like, yeah, what is this? And then I'm, like, half hour later, I'm, like, why am I on social media? I'm just studying. And so I think it's, like, real important just to be able to set the phone aside, Mm -hmm. put it on silent, and just set it aside and, like, actually read your Bible physically. Yeah. It is important. I'm a note taker. Or, like, I guess I'm not. I want to be this girl that has like five different colors of ink pens and like marking them my Bible. I want to be her so bad, but I'm not like, I'm like, whatever's laying around. <laughs> um, but I do love writing little, jotting little notes in my Bible or underline, underlining scripture. So I absolutely said, it's really important to have a physical Bible. I think um, when you do your studies. Well, and you'll for- I mean, as you get older, you're going to forget things and mm-hmm. that does apply to the Bible. So when you are able to go back and, reread those passages, reread your notes. There's just going to be things that you rediscover every time. Yeah. I was sharing with someone, my favorite scripture is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. I was like, I know it's kind of cliche. And they're like, no, the word of God is alive. You know, no matter how many times that you read that, God is going to show you something new in that scripture because how can the church help young women and girls as we're going through all of these different struggles? One, don't be afraid of teenage girls. <laughs> because so many people are like, ugh, teenagers. And teenagers act stressed because they are stressed. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on. And a lot of them can't verbalize why they feel how they feel. But when you really break down, break it down and think about what they go through on a day-to-day basis, and not just the pressures of high school but also they have their phones and social media, the dating world. (laughs) And then, you know, a lot of times parents put a lot of pressure on their kids to be successful. So don't be afraid. They might act like they hate you, but they don't. (laughs) They love you. And they're just trying to, you know, go, go through life. I think the church can be helpful by actually reaching out and being involved. Something that teenagers love is when you show that you want to be involved in their life go to their sporting events, create, be intentional about creating moments, you know, have bonfires, have at-home Bible studies, do things with your teens um, that will help them and encourage them. And don't be afraid to say, I don't know when you don't know, but also research, like do your research, look in the Bible and come back and say, you know, I don't know the answer to that question right now, but I'm going to do research to the best of my ability because, you know, the Bible has all the answers. So do your research. Um, help out these girls because they need it. Well, and I think you're right. A lot of older Christians, they look at teens and they're like, oh, you know, they wouldn't want to hang out with me. Mm-hmm. You know, they're the cool kids. <laughs> yeah. But you're right. Like teenagers need those relationships. Yes. They want those relationships. Yes. And when you look at the statistics, you know, Gen Z and millennials are more likely to stay in a church where there is an older person in the congregation who has shown a genuine interest in their life. Mm-hmm. They are more likely it's to stay involved. Yeah, it was super interesting. So, yeah. like, you being that one person that, you know, steps up and does it, mm-hmm. puts yourself out there, can really be 
a deciding factor for someone to stay in church yeah. or not. Step up and be a mentor, be a discipleship partner. And then, like how you said, like they act stressed because they are stressed. Mm-hmm. And like I just know from where I do, and you probably heard of Chrysalis before. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever been, but like I've served on several teams for it. Like as a table leader, where I have a group of like one particular group of girls I spend most of the weekend with, mm-hmm. and just some of their stories, just even from their home life, will break your heart. Yep. And like it's like okay, now I understand why you have this attitude. Mm-hmm. Or, but like I wouldn't have imagined exactly like, their story or what they had gone through. Yeah. So you just really never know their heartbreak and their struggles could be coming yeah. from their home. And exactly. You taking an interest in them, you could be the mother or father figure in yeah. their life that they need. I think so many girls have a very distorted view of what love is, you know, because we throw that word around a lot. Yes. I love coffee, but I also love my parents, you know, <laughs> but I love God too. Um, just a very distorted view and understanding of love and something that our world right now. I think is fighting against our girls so much is they're trying to centralize love in like such a strong way. And they're preaching to our girls just to be sexy and be sexual. And like, that's not what love is. And I think to have mentors that really show the love of Christ, like it's meant to be shown, um, could save someone's life, you know, could really help guide a young woman in the right direction. Um, so that's important just to love like Christ loves. Yeah. And I'm going to take what you said and we're going to raise the age range on that. You know, as men and women, you know, we get older and we might not always find our spouse right away in college or right after college. We might have a season of singleness. If you are a married couple within the church, Mm -hmm. Go ahead and adopt a single person. Yeah. And go ahead and model like a biblical marriage. Yeah. You know, this is how a godly husband acts. This is how a godly wife acts. And adopt that single person mm-hmm. and really model a biblical view of marriage. Yeah. I love that. I actually did a, uh, had a conversation with another podcast friend of mine about singleness, um, which now I have a boyfriend, but I waited a long time, you know, and I've been single for a very long season, um, but the Lord has recently brought me the man of my dreams, and he's just like more than what I could ever have asked for, but I had a lot of questions after that interview about single friends wanting to hang out with their friends in a relationship, but like afraid to approach their friends that are in relationships because they don't want to, you know, look like the third will, and then friends that are in relationships don't want their single friends to feel less than because they don't have someone. But like you said, I think it's important to just be friends, like make those friendships no matter what, because we need each other. You know, we were meant to live in community. That's why I hate coronavirus so much. (laughs) Um, But God created us for community. God created us for friendships. And no matter if they're single, you know, reach out and be an example. So that's good. Well, do you have any final thoughts or words of wisdom that you would like to share with our listeners? Um, Final thoughts with the girls ministry is just keep up with True Purpose Girls Ministries. We had to cancel our conference this year, unfortunately. 
Um, but we are planning on doing a conference in 2021. Also, um, possibility like I could be speaking at different places to so just keep up on True Purpose Girls Facebook page and Instagram page. Um, but last words is just to be you and be you for Jesus. Um, God made you the way he made you for a very specific purpose that only you can serve. There never has been and there never will be another you. So be you for Jesus. I love, love it. it. I'm like, man, that fits in so well with your ministry title. Yes. Love it. Yes. A special thanks to Faith Four from True Purpose Girls again. It was so amazing to have her on the show. We had so many great conversations. Absolutely. I'm real glad we had her on. I think our talks were really good and we'll give I think more of our like older adult listeners some really good pointers on how to approach teen ministry. Yeah, and definitely the teen issues in mm-hmm. general. Because we talked about it from the girls' perspective, but I think a lot of those issues could also apply to guys. Absolutely. I mean, she talked about, like, insecurities, and we hear a lot about, like, eating disorders with women, but you don't hear about it with men. Yeah. And it is very much just as much of an issue with men as it is women. Absolutely. So this has been a great episode, and I absolutely love it. And if you guys missed our past episodes, go ahead and check those out. Mm -hmm. We had so much fun with Alex Stone tackling the heretical Gen Z Bible. That was a long episode. That was a long episode, but it was a fun one. It was a fun one. I think we might have had too much fun recording it, but it was so (laughs) educational. There was so much to talk about there. We could have gone on for hours more. Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) So... But be sure to stay tuned for our upcoming episodes. We're going to be talking about the Book of Lamentations, college life. I know there's more dating topics coming. Mm-hmm. So just stay tuned for all of those. And if you guys would like to support us, you can support us on Patreon for $2.99 a month. And you get access to a bunch of free stuff that is only for our patrons. So definitely check that out if you would like to support us and help us get better equipment. And just keep us in your prayers as we grow as Christian women and as a ministry. Absolutely. We've got big things coming up in both of our lives. Oh, yeah. we got little uh, Waverly coming in and I get to be Aunt Kat. <laughs> Sooner rather than later, probably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a little nervous. But. <laughs> but, yeah, definitely stay tuned for that. Yeah. Excited to see what God has for us. Yeah.